Hey guys, you're listening to Wags and Whiskers. I'm your host, June, here with my very fluffy co-host, Oliver. Join us for another episode of Wags and Whiskers. Hey guys, welcome back to another episode of Wags and Whiskers. I'm your host, June, here with my co-host, Oliver, who at the moment is MIA, but I'm sure he'll be back here in a minute. I hope you all had a wonderful weekend. I had a pretty good weekend this weekend. I hope you guys also had a wonderful weekend. Before we get into the story for today, I just wanted to do kind of a disclaimer. So, last time I was listening to the introduction that I actually was had done for you guys, and I noticed that there was birds in the background and like a pipe falling. So, Basically, the birds are outside my window, and I had no clue that there was birds out there. I guess I'm so used to hearing them, I didn't notice it. And then the pipes were actually these beautiful little kittens that I'm fostering, or one of the kittens that I'm fostering, and our cat were playing with my photography backdrops. And so that's the noises that you guys heard. So, disclaimer, you might hear noises in the background. It's completely normal at the June household. So with that being said, let's get started. Today's story is going to be about Terry. Terry was born November 17th, 1933 in Alta Dean, California. Terry was a female Karen Terrier. She was adopted by a young couple in Pasadena. Um, I'm not sure if they actually purchased Terry or if they did not. I don't really know. It never really said. So anyway, so Terry goes home with this couple, and the couple has no patience for Terry. Terry is doing the puppy dog stuff, the stages, peeing in the house, and, you know, just normal puppy dog everyday things. So the couple is getting irritated with Terry, so they call a guy named Carl Spitz. Now, let me tell you a little bit about Carl Spitz. Carl was born in Germany, where he trained military and police dogs in World War I. Spitz came to the United States in 1926 and opened up the Hollywood Dog Training School. So everything that I was reading, this this Carl guy is like the cat's meow, I guess you could say, of dog trainers. Back at that time, people were using verbal commands, dog trainers were using verbal commands to command the dog, but not Carl. Carl decided to use silence commands, which was better because movies back then were starting to get sound, so it was way better for the dogs to be trained where they went by silent commands. Okay, so back to Pasadena Couple. So, Pasadena Couple calls... Carl and they're like hey man you need to come pick up this dog and Carl was like okay cool so Terry gets to Carl's place Carl's school and Carl starts working with Terry and in a very 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 short time Carl has the dog Terry you know he's potty trained he's doing or excuse me she's doing commands and just turned into a good dog so Carl calls back Pasadena Couple, and Pasadena Couple's like, nah, man, we don't want that dog back. So Carl is like, okay, I'll just put Terry in the kennel, and 
that's where you that's where she'll stay I mean I don't want another dog in the house but no no obviously Terry had other plans Terry would basically sneak his way up into the house and they would let him stay in the house a little bit and then you know then he would get in then she would get in people's laps and Terry ended up being an inside dog but that's not all Terry also was like watch this and she started learning her own tricks. Well, one day, an actor came out to Terry's kennels and was looking at another dog that would be shown in a movie. And he sees Terry and like was like, hey, who is that? And basically, this actor kind of fell, fell fond of Terry. Carl started taking Terry with him to auditions. And took Terry to the Paramount Studios for auditions herself. In 1934, Terry starred in her first film, a romantic comedy, Ready for Love. Obviously, Carl did not expect Terry to be in movies, but it's working. She went on to star in six more films until she landed her biggest role. Can any of you guess what role she played? She landed the role in 1939 by the film producer MGM, and the movie was called The Wizard of Oz. Yes, we've been talking about Toto the whole time, which I'll go ahead and say I'm not going to even hide it. I thought it was To-Do this whole time when I was growing up. To-Do. No, it's To-To. Just for you guys to know, the movie was actually based on a novel by Frank Bayum. It was a fantasy novel, and I know I probably slaughtered his last name, but you get the point. I can't imagine anybody not watching The Wizard of Oz because they've done so many remakes of the movie. But in the movie, Dorothy is carrying Toto around in a basket, and that movie was was it for like me and my younger brother we watched it all the time and like Dorothy carried around a basket with Toto in it I don't know if you guys remember that in the movie well I didn't have any small dogs at that time but I sure had some kittens that got in a basket because my mom collects antiques so she had like these baskets so my poor kitties were in that basket I don't know it was just a great movie back then and when I watched it for the first time it was actually in color I guess if I look back at it now, that's kind of scary for a little kid to be watching that movie just because of the Wicked Witch and everything, but I guess I was fine with it as a kid. Anyway, so Terry, back Terry, a.k.a. Toto, he was paid, a, or I keep saying he, it was a she, but anyway, she was paid $125 a week. That was $3,000 for the film being paid more than some of the individuals that were in the film. So, I look back at it. I went and looked, okay, what would be the equivalent to today's times? So, like, the equivalent to today's times would be $2,300 a week, approximately $56,000 for this film. Yeah, I was like, wow, okay. But anyway, so the film took six months to make. It was kind of a gruesome schedule. Like some of the actors and actresses would get there as early as 7 a.m. in the morning and they'd be there until way past 7 p.m. at night. 
The film was actually filled with a bunch of mishaps, like the lion was overheating because of his costume, the tin man, like his makeup's burning his eyes, and then little old Toto gets stepped on by one of the witch's guards, hurts his leg, he's out for a few weeks, and they actually had another dog stand in for Toto while he was out, you know, basically fixing his leg. Then... Judy Garland, who plays Dorothy, actually fell in love with Toto, and she wanted to actually keep Toto, and Carl's like, no, you're not keeping Toto, so that kind of was stinkish, but if you ever want to read any of the mishaps in there, you can just go online and look. There's like tons of mishaps and just crazy stuff that happened during the taping of the film I I found something that one of the drawbridge scenes actually Terry was almost kicked off of it on accident he was hanging on by his little paws I don't know if that was true the truth so anyway that's why I didn't put it in there because of all the success of the movie like when people saw Terry they would call her Toto just because so Carl decided to go ahead and change Terry's name to Toto since the film was such a huge success. Terry went on to, or aka Toto, went on to retire after starring in 17 movies, but that didn't stop her from still doing appearances and traveling with Carl around until her death. It was kind of crazy back then when I was reading about you know, dogs and and stardom and and movies and stuff. Back then, dogs really weren't credited back then, but obviously everybody knew Toto. Terry ended up passing away at the age of 11 on September 1st, 1945. Carl buried Toto on his ranch, and Carl never planned on moving, so it was just the perfect spot that, you know, it was on his land and everything like that. But this is where it gets messed up. During the construction of the Ventura Freeway in 1958, the grave was actually destroyed. So basically, they were building this freeway, and they told Carl, you're going to move. So anyway, it destroys Toto's grave. Obviously, Terry slash Toto is a beloved dog of so many people because of this movie. In June 2011, the 18th to be exact, a permanent memorial was made for Toto dedicating to him in Hollywood Forever Cemetery in Los Angeles, California. It's a pretty neat grave. I looked at it online. If you can, just go shoot over there. On top of it is like Toto, I guess a picture of what would be Toto, and little red slippers like Dorothy wore in the movie. On one side of the monument, it's etched. It says this monument is dedicated to the memory of the beloved Toto, from the 1939 film The Wizard of Oz after the death of Toto originally named Terry in 1994 owner and trainer Carl Spitz buried the Karen Terrier on his ranch in Studio City the 1958 construction of the Ventura Freeway destroyed her resting place on the other side it says we give you this new home 53 years later as there is no place like home rest in peace dear friend On the front of the monument, it says, in memory of Toto, it's 
It's just so cute. So you can actually go see this monument now. It will forever be there in the Forever Cemetery out there in California. So that is the story of Terry, a.k.a. Toto. So after I started researching this, I thought about that Pasadena couple that gave Toto away because they were upset with him for being a puppy. And it made me start to think about, you know, morals and just things like that. So not every time after a story am I going to have a moral or some aha moment like I did with this, but I actually had one, so I wanted to share it with you. It made me think of that saying, one person trash is another person's treasures. And that goes for like everything in life, guys. Like just because you're in a job where they don't think you're important or you're with a significant other that you does not feel that you are anything, that you're that trash like they thought Toto was, that does not mean that you are. It just takes the perfect job, the perfect person, the perfect anything in life to know your self-worth. So, the moral of Toto slash Terry's story is if something doesn't work somewhere and you're not treated how you should be treated, move on. Move on and find someone that thinks you are a treasure. But anyways, that was my thinking on that when I read the story of Toto. So that's going to wrap it up for this week. I will see you again next week with a new story. I hope you guys have a good week ahead and a great weekend and I will see you Monday. Be great and dream big. (laughs) 